NVIDIA did something that I just never thought that they would do. Toyota makes an EV where the wheels fall off and they want to buy it back from you. And Intel says that they've got to work on their drivers forever. Let's get into hot news, everybody. I'm your bright host. We're going to be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet here on this Monday morning. Hope you had a great weekend. We're about to jump into it. But before I do, I do want to remind you that we do have a podcast version of hot news. So if you want to listen to it and you're driving on to the ride of work, if you want to listen to it on your ride in during your drive to work, something like that is what I'm trying to say. We're available on all your favorite podcast platforms, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, all of those, Spotify as well. So we'll leave a link in the video description for you to listen to it in case that better suits your traversal needs, okay? Because we're here for your daily morning dose of tech news. And we want to do that in the best way we possibly can. So whether it's video or audio, we're here for you. And I'm also here to talk about... GPUs, the pricing, NVIDIA, what in the heck it Rooney is going on? Because this is something that has been, I, I've never seen this happen before in all of my years of being a tech YouTuber. NVIDIA's pricing on their flagship GPU is down nearly to half of the MSRP if you look at certain places that sell them. So EVGA just posted their latest update to the pricing on the RTX 3090 Ti. And on some of them, like the liquid cooled version, it's $1,500, which is already insane considering you're getting a liquid cooler with that. Their highest end one, the Kingpin, is down $500 to just being two grand. But the regular 3090 Ti's, the FTW3's, Ultra's, all of that, are down to either 1149 or 1199, which is nearly a thousand dollars off of MSRP. Which brings that's just like. That's absurd. That is such a low price for an MSRP of $2,000, bringing it to the price point of roughly $1,200, which admittedly makes a lot more sense given the fact that the 2080 Ti sold for $1,200 and people were outraged at how much expense that was, expensively priced made big number. So this honestly seems like where the GPU should be priced, the 3090 Ti at $1,200, honestly seems like a pretty decent deal if you're looking for a high class 4K gaming card, especially compared to an AMD's RX 6950 XT at $1,100. You're getting a little bit of extra oomph when ray tracing DLSS and then invent encoder and CUDA stuff that like, ah, oh, this is great. The only thing that I do kind of want to bring up because I've seen it across the internet several times is people being like, holy crap, but Jay said to buy now. What, like people commented on this when I talked about NVIDIA's previous price drop of like, what, what did Jay say? I like completely missed whatever video or tweet or whatever they're referencing when it comes to Jay's two cents. What happened? Okay, why Why is every video where we talk about NVIDIA dropping their price, people are dunking on Jay's two cents? I missed it. If you could fill me in, at the comments in the video description. Let me know, does the 3090 Ti, as well, secondary question, make more sense to you at $1,200? Or because of the imminent launch of the RTX 40 series, do you think that this is actually probably not as good of a deal? However, with that question, I do want to point out one more thing. If we look at AVGA's website, one of the things that I think could indicate there's a lot more stock and this is actually a bigger problem than just the pricing drop of 50%, which is already banana hammocks, is the fact that it's limit five per household. You can buy five of these bad boys. That is a far cry from the day of the mining shortage where EVGA was like limit one or maybe limit two per household. So we're seeing 
not only unprecedented price drops, but they're also not restricting the sales that much either. This is, this is crazy. Dare I buy one? It's got a three year warranty. That's crazy good. You get a free e-leash because these things are fat chonkers. Let me know what you think of the 3090 price dropping down below. Pricing makes sense. Would you buy it at 1200 bucks? Wanna hear from you on all of that. And Microsoft heard game developers when it comes to their Xbox Series S. It's actually slightly worse to develop for because it's slightly slower of a console. So what they did is they unlocked hundreds of additional megabytes of memory to make it easier for game developers to develop on the Series S. It gives the developers more control over memory, which can improve graphic performance in memory constrained conditions. In case you don't remember, the Series S only has 10 gigabytes of video memory, whereas the PS5 and the Series X have 16 gigabytes, so it is reduced by a little bit. So Microsoft making it easier for game developers to come up with video games. Additionally, they also addressed a graphics virtual address issue where it was being allocated more slowly. Anyways, Microsoft making things easier to develop for their game developers. Just a good thing to see all around. But just like Microsoft's gonna give game developers goodness, I'm gonna give you goodness in the form of crypto stonks. Let's go over the pricing of all of the crypto things. Bitcoin, is no movement. It's didn't go anywhere. Ethereum didn't go anywhere. Dogecoin didn't go anywhere. It's been a very flat week when it's come to crypto. There's been some hills, some valleys, but for the most part, it's been within like 1% of where it's been for the past little bit, which not much movement in the market. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on in broader economic sense that make it trickier to figure out what the heck's going on in the crypto market. But in case you're uh, tricky in the economic sense, we got UFD deals here for you to give you the hottest tech deals out on the internet. Reese, my guy, how was your weekend? What'd you do? Now bring us the hottest tech deals, friend. I agree with 100% of what Brett just said. Hey friends, we're here bringing you the hottest tech deals out on the internet. I hope you guys had a good weekend. I've got some good deals for you, so let's get in. First up, we have the Alienware AW2521HF. A 24 and a half inch, 240 hertz gaming monitor with an IPS panel. I personally own one of these in white. I love this monitor. I've actually given it to my little brother for his streaming at the moment. But one of the things that drew me to this monitor is it's 99% sRGB color coverage when calibrated is one of the most accurate monitors that is still a gaming monitor. You can find this going for $233.97, which is currently 38% off. And if you're getting ready for that next gen PC build, the Corsair Vengeance DDR5 32 gig kit is currently going for $152.46, which is 29% off. This 32 gig kit comes with two 16 gig sticks running at 5,200 megahertz. You can find all these deals and more in the link in the video description. And let me set Brett up with a question. Brett, do you stand with your words that mobile games are the best format? In case you thought you were getting a heckin' deal on the Tesla Cybertruck, I know that I pre-ordered one for only a hundred bucks, which was fully refundable. So in case I'm not satisfied with this news, I can just cancel that and get a hundred dollars back. Anyways, uh, during their annual shareholder meeting, Tesla divulging the fact that the Cybertruck, <laughs> you thought it was gonna launch at 40 grand? My, you foolish fool. Even though the F-150 Lightning is selling at 40 grand base price, ignore that completely. This Tesla Cybertruck, uh, number one, the pricing and specs will be different and that in production still on track to come out sometime in mid 2023. Uh, just keep in mind the fact that this was announced in 2019 and uh, was before the announcement of the F-150 Lightning. The F-150 Lightning already shipping, the Rivian already shipping, the, the Hummer EV already shipping, Tesla really late to the party. They're not even gonna make the price points that they stated, which got everybody really excited about this thing. They're saying it's gonna be one hell of a product. Personally, I'm still gonna hold on to my reservation because I got it in early. Hopefully I'll get it delivered like early on. Maybe I could flip it. Maybe I could keep the truck. I don't know. But what I do know 
just gonna give you a little sneak peek. We recently partnered up with Ron Lewis Ford and Kia over in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, and they let me take a Kia EV6 for an entire week to review for UFD Tech. Loved it. Thanks to Ron Lewis for that. But then number two, I'm picking up a Lightning today. At, like at some point today, they're gonna let me take home the Lightning for review. And I just like, <laughs> I'm excited. Big things coming, UFD tech side. But let's talk about some more EV news. Toyota has their BZ4X, their first fully electric vehicle that they've brought here in the States. And they had to recall it because the wheels were falling off. Loose wheel bolts were affecting the BZ4X and Toyota saying, do not drive this vehicle until they have a fix at your local Toyota dealer, even saying that they'll come and pick the vehicle up for you. But then on top of that, Toyota offering in extra freebies in exchange for the inconvenience, as well as a $5,000 credit, extended warranty and free charging at EVgo charging stations through the end of 2024. And then if the owners aren't satisfied with taking that deal, Toyota will buy the vehicle back for them starting at $42,000 and up depending on the options that you got on your vehicle. So Toyota really taking this recall seriously. I think wheels falling off of a vehicle could affect many different things. Uh, it, the fact that it's happening on their first EV, not great, especially considering like it's taking so much to get EV adoption to happen here in the United States as far as infrastructure and dispelling the notion that they're more likely to catch on fire than cars that are literally powered by mini explosions, which catch on fire all of the freaking time and freaking gas stations catch on fire all of the freaking time. But no, it's the, the battery. Obviously, there are risks associated with batteries. The Bolt, huge problem. There's been issues. I'm just saying that the public perception makes it difficult to have the adoption go forward. And then when the Toyota can't even put the wheels on right, it doesn't look very good. So both the BZ4X as well as the Subaru Solterra, which are based on the same platform, those are recalled and it just, oh man. Ah, I really like electric vehicles. It's one of the things that I really want to get into for UFD Tech, not only because of sustainability reasons, but it's one of the very few vehicles that actually helps my disabled son because I've brought it up several times. His homeostasis, like his ability to regulate his body temperature is not there. He doesn't sweat, so he can overheat very easily. So turning on the air conditioning before we get into the vehicle is a good thing, but you can't do that in a regular vehicle if you want to park it in your garage because then you got carbon monoxide, but then you also could open the garage. Like there's a whole lot of steps that go into actually trying to prepare a vehicle for our son's arrival and an electric vehicle makes it so that like I can just hit turn on climate even in the winter, even in the summer. Life's a lot better that way. I like EVs. I just, that's why I cover them. And I like Intel and their GPUs. I really want one. I want to see them. I want them to succeed. And Intel saying that they're going to have to work a lot in order for them to succeed, especially when it comes to API performance. So one of the things that came out in recent weeks, Intel even disclosing this themselves, is that they do not, the GPUs, perform well on DirectX 11 games. Really only DirectX 12 and Vulkan is where these GPUs are going to shine. But the vast majority of popular games that are on Steam or running on DX9, DX10, and DX11, things that Intel's GPUs perform poorly in. So Intel coming out in a blog post saying that they have a lot more work to do in drivers, but then also in a video Intel releasing saying that they expect DX12 and Vulcan titles to be very good performance relative to the competition. We've also said that on some DX11 titles, we're going to do great, but on other DX11 titles, we're not going to do great. And it's going to be progressive improvement over time and that we have to start now tuning all of our DX11 work to match what older titles have expected and done well with
with NVIDIA and AMD, saying that you can't complete it overnight, it's just going to be a labor of love for like forever. So it does seem like Intel knows that their weakness, at least in their marketing, they're saying this very publicly, their weakness is drivers and that they need to correct that. I was mostly worried about drivers when it came to Intel's GPU. So I like the fact that Intel is being forward in their communication on this. The fact that they are heavily saying, yes, you will experience issues. It is much better than releasing a product and then it being just kind of underwhelming in certain games and overwhelming in other games, but not really saying that they know why it's happening. I like Intel's forthcoming marketing on this. Let me know what you think of it. What's the over under on you picking up an Intel GPU? Let me know down below in the comments. I'm gonna let you know that this episode of Hot News is done because I, I gotta go. I gotta go pick up a lightning. I'm, I'm giving them the EV6. They're giving me a lightning. Great times all around. Be sure to subscribe to UFD Tech to see those videos. And I'll catch you back here in the next hot news thing that I do. Bye.